This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's OBHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm catting around here in the city of Dulles, Virginia, catting around with a perfect reason because I'm at the Academy Conference. Did you hear the T? It's Academy. Yes. All about cats for people that are in shelters and rescues. And I popped in this cool session, and it was by folks from the Cat Fancier Association. And they're sitting here right now looking at me. They're purring. I think they're purring. We have Teresa uh, Kiger and Desiree Bobby. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Arnie. And who's this beautiful baby that you can't see because it's radio? <laughs> this is Cracky the Likoi. Cracky the Likoi, guys. After the show, I want you to go to L Y K O I. That's the way we spell Lokai. Hey, hey, per Lokai. And it's kind of an interesting coat, wouldn't you say, Desiree? Oh, yeah. There's the uh, Likoi breed has no undercoat. And then their guard hairs are actually, um, they have roan in them. So it's like the coat color, like this cat specifically is black. And then there's white uh, melanistic hairs intertwined with it. And uh, come on, he does look a little bit like a vampire? Yeah. <laughs> Werewolf. <laughs> Werewolf, yeah. And in our show, we have a guest bio. We'll put a picture of him there, too. She, pardon me, I didn't check under the hood. Okay, so let's talk about CFA, because people are like, I was surprised in class. There's a lot of purebred dogs, but Teresa, in the scheme of felines, give us that percentage. Five percent of all cats in the world are pedigreed cats, meaning that we, they are a known breed and they have papers going back for generations. Only Five percent. That's pretty. That's wild. And the only papers my cat had was, you know, in the litter box. But now he has really high quality litter. But talk about that because there's what 45 known breeds of cats. The Cat Fanciers Association recognizes 45 different breeds. Other registries may recognize more, but we're on the little more conservative. But if you compare it to the dog world, there's over 200 breeds. And you guys had a fun comment. Cats are, can be a Bengal, they can be an Abyssinian, they can be a Persian, but you don't mix the breeds and create a designer cat. What's that called? Oh, the snickerdoodles? Yeah, the snickerdoodle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're just called a mutt cat, right? Correct. And what we do, yes, we do have hybrid breeds. So the Aussie cat was originally an experiment with, a, um, with breeding an Abyssinian and a Siamese. The uh, uh, Virginia Wilden thought she was going to get an agouti-pointed Siamese. What she got was a spotted cat, and that was the basis for the Ostacat. Okay. But now that can, that's, we don't breed two breeds together to make one. Right. We breed them, and then eventually they stand on their own as a breed. I like that. 
And Desiree, uh, I know you have this cutie pie. Tell us the one cat you also have at home that uh, probably needs a coat this winter. Oh, yeah, the Sphinx cat. I've been breeding Sphinx for about 12 years. Oh, yep, they're completely hair. Oh, man, the Sphinx are so wonderful. They're they're completely naked. They um, Well, I'm dressed today, right? Verify. <laughs> yeah, she does have clothes on. Um, they're they're nakeized, and um, they're super, super affectionate. It's not uncommon for them to want to crawl up your shirt and be skin to skin or to be under the blankets with you. They're awesome cats. Tell them where, where they started. Oh, Canada. Yeah. Oh, Canada, where it is very cold. Really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, I think that's a good comment. Yeah, got it? He goes, what about, what? she goes, what about me? What about me? So oh, what do you think about the fact that CFA is really trying to work with rescues and shelters because you have a whole house cat? Yep, we have our companion cat world and our household pet division if, if people want to show their cats. Um, and we're really, you know, we're, we're so similar to rescues in the sense that we want to protect cats, we want to celebrate cats, and cats are our main reason for existence since 1906. We're all about cats, all day, all the time. Well, and you donate to different causes, and uh, there is an association out there, guys, called Win Feline, that's two N's in Win, and you're helping with the medical research and, and all that about cats, right? Yep, we um, actually were the founders of WIN in, what was it, 1968? Something like 1968, um, and that was our part in supporting feline health research. WIN is now on their own. We do support them financially, but they also get financial support from other organizations as well. So what's a good tip, Teresa, that you can give people when they're looking for a cat? Because, you know, cats are, I say cats with the C and candid, the A and attitude, the T and tenacious, and the S in, so what? So that in mind, they're not little dogs. No. Cats are completely different from dogs. And you really have to think about your household, what you, and be honest with yourself. Will your household tolerate a cat that's really, really active, like an Abyssinian? If not, then maybe think about a breed that is uh, lower activity level, like an American Shorthair. What would be a good tip you could pass people on? What's the best thing cats have done for you, Desiree? You know, I think the best thing about cats, well, I'm going to talk about the sink specifically, is that what is so amazing about them is there's so many people in the world that haven't been able to experience the love of a cat because of their allergies. Now, sphinx are not hypoallergenic specifically, but they are much less likely to cause a What's the word? Allergy symptoms are yeah. blessed with not having any allergies, so I don't know what it's like. But but um, I but it's wonderful to be able to share feline love with people who have never been able to experience it before. And what's something that cats help make you a better person? The human animal bond. It always comes back to that. Cats love you unconditionally, and to see that with every facet of humanity just it warms my heart. Um, the cat here is giving her a Kleenex. Good job. Good job. So how do people find out more about the Cat Fancier Association? They can visit us on social media, on Facebook. Just look up Cat Fanciers Association. Um, our handle is CFA Cats on Instagram, Facebook, or visit CFA.org. Come to a show. Come to a show. If you go to the CFA website, there's on the show page, there's a list of shows. There's probably about a half a dozen of them every weekend all over the world, Asia, United States, uh, Europe. Um, come to a show and experience it. And if you're a rescue, 
you can work with the local clubs to have a rescue event at one of our shows. Nice. nice. Speaking good. of cat shows, you, know, you mentioned the household pet competition. Mm-hmm. What I love about judging household pets, there's no standard. Good. It's the one time I get to pick the cat that I love. Do you think uh, Pet Safety Cat Casey, my orange tabby, has a shot? Absolutely. <laughs> We're looking at health and temperament and presentation and a really good show attitude. I think Casey would be a rock star. He knows it. He knows it. Hey, guys, we've been speaking to Desiree, Bobby, and uh, Teresa Kiger and Cracky. Cracky, who's got nothing to say but said a lot, rubbing her face against the microphone. There's, there you go. And we're going to keep talking to some other fine feline folks here at the Academy, but we're going to take a quick commercial break so you know the drill. Sit and groom. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All behave. We'll be right back. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here. Is your dog or cat prone to ear infections? Does your pet resist having his ears clean when they're inflamed or irritated? Are you also concerned about the overuse of antibiotics? Help is here. Zymox ear care products offer soothing relief, and you'll love this part. They don't require the ear to be cleaned before you apply the drops. It's just as easy as fill, rub, and done. That means less touching of those sensitive ears to help create a soothing, fear-free experience. And you only apply once a day. Here's another perk. Zmox at Z-Y-M-O-X, gets its effectiveness from enzymes, not antibiotics. You'll find these veterinary recommended products through your veterinarian, most pet specialty retailers, and online. To learn more, go to Zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X. Pause up. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I am having a feline fine time here at the Academy, that's with a T, here in Dallas, Virginia, and I was able to get uh, score a scoop, not the litter scoop, but the real scoop. And that's the brains, the creator behind this whole mega conference devoted to helping people deal with cats and shelters and rescue groups. And here with me today is the cat hustler. I'm talking Julia Gross. Welcome to the show, Julia. Hello, Arden. Thank you for having me. All right. I didn't have you. Your mom had me, but that's all right. That's another story. Let's talk a little bit about this took a lot of work. I Guys, she's still standing, but we're talking she got speakers from all over the country. About 300 people showed up. And tell us a little bit about what said, I have nothing better to do than to create a conference from scratch. This is the second year? This is the second year. So tell us a little backstory. Uh, Well, the cat rescue community changed my life. I was, uh, well, I'm proud to admit that I was a short bus kid in high school. And a short what? A short bus kid. Oh, <laughs> special ed. And okay. I, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, when you go through an experience like that and told that you are fundamentally broken as a human being, it affects you. Yeah. you. You can't you can't not be impacted during your developmental years like that. So a lot of people who go through that grow up and have problems with identity and feelings of self worth and feel like they never really belong anywhere. And when I started with cat rescue at a shelter, just as a cat room volunteer. I met so many people like me, 
just thousand watt people. And all the things that made me weird and medicated <laughs> as an adolescent and got me in trouble were suddenly embraced and celebrated by these thousand watt people. And it was the most... Where was this? This was at the, low, the municipal shelter okay. here in Virginia. And um, it made me feel like I was worth something. And it made me feel confident in my identity and what makes me me. And I saw this in so many other people. And I see people at shelters from D.C. to Anchorage. Yes, ladies, she is a gemologist. We'll talk about that in a second. Who are going through the exact same thing. And I wanted to provide something to them that tells them, yes, you're okay. Yes, everything about you is worth celebrating, even if it turns some people off. And you have a tribe. I like that very much. And, you know, cats have an advocate in you. And you remind me a little bit of uh, Jackson Galaxy because he was kind of misunderstood and he was in a shelter in Colorado, but he could relate to cats. And I think they're special skills. So what are some of the things that you think working in the shelter and with cats that have helped you blossom? What have cats done for you? Everything. (laughs) A lot of people, I'd say at least 90% of the people in this conference right now are in it because of a cat that changed their lives. Whether that cat is still with us or not, it affected them. And the the love of an animal, especially when a you know general kind of cat, the, the garden variety cat yeah. that doesn't show a ton of affection, unlike Casey, <laughs> it's a bond. It's an incredibly special bond. Of course, there's a human-animal bond, sure, but the, the love of a cat is something incredibly special, and it changes you. And it does because, and no apologies to dogs, I love them too, but they're not trying to win you over or overdo it in their love you. Exactly. My cat that got me into this, she was a, a closet feral, hated everybody but me, and I think those are the best kinds of relationships. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it nice to be selected by a cat? It absolutely is. So tell us a little bit about this conference because we want people to come again next year. So you got a real uh, nine lives kind of type of speakers. You didn't get the same old, same old. So tell us about, give us a little thrill. What are some of the uh, topics and all that are being covered? Uh, We've got people talking about how to get senior cats adopted. We've got the latest research in FELV. We've got uh, one of our sponsors talking about how smaller groups can get corporate sponsorships. So the big shelters. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sorry. We've got Dr. Elsie's here talking about how to get sponsorships from companies so that the big shelters who have dedicated outreach people don't have such an advantage anymore because it can feel very defeating. And you got some you got some pretty cool people like you got Samantha Martin. Yep. She came with the Acrocats. They are actually launching their new program. That is a new talk that they're doing. So we actually, 40% of our speakers are first-time speakers, and that is a huge component of what we're doing. That is intentional. A big piece of this, creating this, was in doing something different, because I am excellent at what I do with the cat marketing, but no conference will have me because I don't have enough Instagram followers. So we have to change that from the ground up. So I recruit new speakers, first-time speakers. I mentor them to help develop their talks. I walk them through it. I give them coaching where needed. And... A couple of our speakers have already booked other gigs because of their affiliation with this, and I think that's a wonderful thing. I love that you are your website is we have the academy a c a t e m y dot org, but also Cat Hustler. Tell us that. <laughs> cat Hustler was a nickname that I got when I was volunteering at the shelter in the cat room uh, because I had the vibe of someone who just had a trench coat full of cats, hawking <laughs> them like Timex is on the side of the road. 
Well, and it's done you well, hasn't it? If you could leave a message to everybody that's listening, what would be something you want to tell them that would surprise them about the beauty of a cat? I'm talking inside. That would surprise them? I don't know, but I do want to share how special cat volunteers are because they do work for animals that do not say thank you. It is low visibility work. They don't get the the visibility with the public that dog volunteers do. They don't get the socialization and all these things that are generally accepted motivators for people to keep volunteering. So you're you're somebody that likes cats and you're going to help out feed a community cat colony, right? Mm -hmm. Or what are some of the other things? You go to a rescue and you're the one cleaning the litter boxes. There's a lot of ways you can volunteer with cats. If you're fostering, uh, you can create great media for them to help them get promoted. If you're a writer, if you're a photographer, go to adoption events and shelters. You can even just sharing a post makes a huge, huge difference. That visibility changes everything. You never know who that's going to reach. Well, I've enjoyed being here. Now, people may be surprised. This is the cat hustler, but tell us about your day job. I am a geologist. Wow. All right. She's a rocker. Come on, tell us a little more detail because you've gone to Alaska many times. Yes, that's where uh, my company's current contract is. I do field work a couple months out of the year. Please tell me not in the winter. Oh, it's a beautiful summer up there. Oh, okay. So what part of Alaska? Uh, Southeastern in the rainforest. All right. So how did somebody that dug cats get into rocks? (laughs) Family business. Oh, really? Yeah, my dad was a federal geologist, and when he retired, we started the family business. So did you ever find a diamond in the rock? I guess it is. A cat. That's actually where we got the litter dig idea from. Oh, really? What do you mean? Oh, you can meet him. He'll be here soon. Okay. Um, My dad and I used to run the gold panning exhibit at USGS back in the 90s, and I remembered how much people loved it, and I remembered how... The adults really wanted to get into it, yeah. but the kids had turned the pool into a Petri dish by then. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember how into it the adults were. So I used that to create uh, another experience here where we dig through a giant 50-gallon tub of litter. Okay. And the rescuers can find the little Swarovski crystal that I buried in there. I buried hundreds in there. Nice. Yeah. Do you have a particular stone you like? I'm a fan of Labradorite. Why is that? Because uh, you never look at it the same way twice. It has something called the Schiller effect, where there are layers that the light, hit, light hits, and uh, it never looks quite the same. Oh, that's good. Folks, we're speaking with Julia Gross, the cat hustler, the founder and creator of the Academy. It's here uh, in Dulles, Virginia, and I have learned a lot of things about cats, and you brought a nice wide berth of different types of experts And we've had some pretty cool cats here, too. I mean, okay, pet safety cat Casey, but I never knew what a low-key cat was. uh, Lykoi. I can't pronounce it either. L-Y-K-O-I. I I know how to spell it. It's like my Spanish. But it's fascinating to see some of these cats that have hidden talent. It really is amazing, and it's just like the people here. All right, guys, we're going to be talking to more folks, but pause up, pause and applause to Julia Gross. Thank you for giving being a cat's best friend. I wanted to add that nobody is just a volunteer. Nobody is just a foster. I was dismissed as that when I was with that municipal shelter, and they are missing out. Your shelter is missing out if they think that you can't do more. This The whole thing was done by one person, and there is no limit to what you can do. That's right. That's right. Well, pause and applause. Hey, everybody. Our next special guest knows the scoop on litter. And I'm talking about Gina Zaro. She is the director of marketing for... Dr. Elsie's, you have litter and litter boxes, everything. It's all about the bathroom for the cat for your company, right? 
Right. It's all about the cat using the litter box. Thank the litter. Right, because that's one of the main reasons cats get surrendered to shelters is people say that they're missing the litter box and all that. So can you give us a little dial back and tell us a little bit about Dr. Elsie and why this company has probably saved a zillion cats? Well, our company is owned by a feline veterinarian. Uh, He's been practicing feline medicine only with cats, of course, for over 40 years in Denver. That's incredible. And so... Certainly, inappropriate elimination is the number one behavior reason cats are surrendered to shelters and ultimately sometimes put to sleep, so it is a huge problem for people that have it. So he saw that concern in his practice and came out with Catatrack Litter, and Catatrack Litter is a litter that has the right texture, feel, and natural herbal additive to draw cats back to the litter box. And and think about that, because back in the day, cats used to just scratch at the dirt, and people would put some sand or something and call it a day. But the cat nose is so specific, and they do like specific substrate, right? The texture. They do. Texture is really important to cats, and so the right texture can be the issue, or just being able to smell this natural herbal scent that draws them to the box so they'll use the box so they're not going inappropriately other places. Well, I guess I could equate it to us getting really cheap toilet paper and standing in line at a sporting event and nobody's flushed the toilet. I think I would practice kegels before I use the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that's probably true. But, you know, that's the other thing that you have to think about, just good husbandry. So if you have more than one cat, make sure that you have more than one litter box. Right. No no waiting in line. Right. Uh, make sure that it's in a great location. Don't put it next to your washing machine or someplace where there's a lot of people in and out of the area. That's really important as well. So it's just, you know, good common sense. Make sure you scoop your litter box a couple times a day, that you change it every three to four weeks, and, you know, wash it with a mild detergent. Don't use anything strong because your cats don't like that scent. Yeah, no ammonia, no bleach. No. And so those are things that really will help a cat to use a litter box. Well, I'm holding in my hand, uh, listeners, it's a 32-page guide, Dr. Elsie's Litter Box Solutions. So tell us a little bit about that. Does that, when people buy some of your products, they get a little bit of knowledge? They do, and it's a great little booklet. It not only has information about cats not using the box, but just general information about having a new kitten, inner cat aggression, stress with cats. You know, they found that anxiety and stress are a huge issue for cats. And, they, you know, they don't like change. They don't deal well with stress and anxiety. And that can cause a lot of those problems. That's right. And what brought you here, Dr. Elsie? This is the second time the Academy has been in play as a conference. So what attracted you guys at the Dr. Elsie team to come? Well, we do a lot of work with shelters. We always have because, again, we're all about the cat. And so we want to make sure that their cats are healthy and happy and stay in their homes. And so it was a way for us to interact with shelters to let them know about our products. So can you give us a little example of some of the different types of litter that you offer? Sure. You know, we have, we're a solutions-based litter company, meaning we have litters for different situations. As you've said, the cat attract. We have kitten attract for kittens that's softer in texture. We have respiratory relief for those kitties that have upper respiratory. They don't like the dust. Right. Cats don't deal well with dust, certainly. You know, we have Touch of Outdoors. It has natural prairie grasses in it for cats that want to go outside, so it kind of calms them down on the inside. We have Clean Tracks 
for kitties that like to make a mess. <laughs> That's like pet safety cat, Casey. <laughs> so it doesn't track as much. So right. a variety of litters. So think. Of, what do you think about this guy? He's dedicated his whole life, Dr. Elsie, to cats, and then he boils it down to their bathroom habits. What brought you on board? Well, it's actually, actually known Dr. Elsie for a very long time, and um, I really believe in the mission of the company and the brand, and he really wants to put the cats first, and so like that's that. really important. Well, I'm a firm believer that real men love cats. That's true. They do. <laughs> Do you have any pets at home? I do. I have three cats. All right. So their their bathroom must be better than most people's home's bathroom because you've got all the nice, cool products. Well, <laughs> yes. I I want to make sure that they're using the litter box for sure. All right. Any parting message? How do we find out more about Dr. Elsie's um, products? You can go to our website, which is drelsies.com. Just go there and shoot us an email, and we'll be happy to get back with you. Thank you for helping the cats in the shelter and for cats at home like Mike Casey. He's a good boy. He uses the litter. He likes to kick it out sometimes, but he uses the litter. And we're speaking to Gina Zaro. Thanks again for being a guest on our show. Thank you very much. Hey, everybody. This is Arden Moore, your host of your Old Behave show on Pet Life Radio. We're here at the Academy Conference. That's with a T, not a D. And it's in Dulles, Virginia. And I'm having a great time along with pet safety cat Casey. And our next guest is Alana Graylack. And, uh, okay, yeah, I agree, Casey. The title says Marketing and Communication Relations Manager for the Treehouse Humane Society that's in Chicago. That's a very important gig. But she's also here because she's one of our speakers. And her talk, right, Case? Is on Personify the Pets. Focused humor saves lives. Now, when you think about shelters and you think about the crazy cat ladies and the rescue groups, they're kind of our unsung heroes. Why is humor so important for their sanity and others? Oh, well, I think humor is important because we need levity in this yeah. industry, right? Like yeah. for so many years, I think everybody knows that one commercial, right? The one commercial that comes on TV. Oh, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> and yeah, Exactly. And that's what everyone says. And they're like, I'll give you $5. Please don't ever come and talk to me again. Right. And, and that's not what I want. Like for the last several years when I've been working with my blog, which I started, which is catinthefridge.com in like 2013. Slow down. Catinthefridge.com. Uh, really? And then, yeah, it's a little sweater. Um, and, I, and then I transitioned into the Catastrophes web series, which I did on YouTube. Both of those were focused on humor and using humor to save lives. And I've transitioned that into my job now as the marketing manager at Treehouse. Um, I was a volunteer there for 14 years before wow. I got the job there, and I've been there for just over a year right now. And I've seen so many things where people are just compassion fatigue, right? So yeah, in this industry, burnout. Oh, that's big. Right, the workers get it. But the people who are our supporters are also getting it. And so if they're just expecting to have a sad day for the rest of the day when they open your email or when they get a message from you yeah. or when, they, you know, if you're looking down your list and you're seeing all these sad faces and somebody do something, yeah. eventually they just shut down. They can't do anything anymore, right? But if you start using humor, if you start giving these cats stories, you start poking fun at them. I guarantee you, number one, the cats don't care if you make fun of them. Right. They just care if you get them a They have a thick skin. They're pretty cool. Case, my cat, I tease Casey all the time. He's pretty chill. Yeah, did you ever try to put in a microchip? It's like, really <laughs> thick skin. <laughs> but, like, literally. But if you start doing that, you know, they don't care. And then you're going to have your supporters that are going to keep coming back because they're going to feel good once they've read your messaging. And that's really what you want to get them to do. Feel good, come back, continue supporting. You know, it's sort of like when I teach first aid, I tell people you get permission to freak out later. And where is it written teaching first aid? You have to scare people. 
to help them learn. I think people are better apt to help and learn when they you tickle their funny bone. Yeah, you have to make it approachable, right? Like if yeah. I'm talking about a senior cat, I don't want to talk about how sad and he's got arthritis and all these other things. I'm going to give him a personality. I'm going to give him an accent if I want to, all kinds of things. And he is going to be out there as, you know, somebody's new little hero. He's going to be wearing a bow tie. He's going to be all kinds of stuff. One of the things that I was really most proud of that I did for Treehouse, we had a cat who had been there for two years. His name is Leonardo. One of the oh. hardest to market cats I've ever seen. He had FIV. Okay. F-E-L-V. So oh he's double God. positive. He's double F. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, he was. Um, he used to uh, have, uh, he was obese. He had severe dental disease. So there's a third F. Yeah. We corrected the, the dental disease, got him all better, but, you know, he still had a surly attitude. He was kind of goopy, sort of lumpy, and he'd been there for two years. Aww. I ran a campaign called Chicken Hat Protest, and if you look this up, hashtag Chicken Hat Protest. I'm gonna. I was like, what do I have on hand? I had a chicken hat. And uh, that was about it. So I got this chicken hat on him. He didn't like it. So I had to put, uh, where's the chicken hat? And then an asterisk, when he feels like it. Because I thought, well, if the press call, I don't want to have to put this hat back on this cat again. (laughs) That one picture, though, put it everywhere, started running a campaign, and we started getting phone calls. I want to see that chicken hat. I want to see the chicken hat cat. Where is he? We got his adoption sponsored. We had multiple people come meet him. And after six weeks, he was on his own couch at home. Nice. Probably with a remote and probably a beer. And and I think maybe some popcorn, too. Oh, yeah. oh Casey likes popcorn. Oh. oh, Casey says, so what would his personality be like? I like Casey. Casey, what oh, would you be? Casey's oh. dreamy. He's dreamy. We call him the feline George Clooney because ladies love him and the dudes do, too. Yeah, and he's he's a little bit aloof. Like, he, you want to be near him, but he doesn't make it, like... You know, he doesn't make you feel like they're the most important person in the room. You got to work for it a little bit. I think it's important <laughs> to have a funny bone when you're talking about felines, don't you? Because you know, you see all these videos, cats in a sink, but they always have the goofy dogs doing things. But I think cats have their own kind of humor. Yeah, cats cats have like the dry humor. Yeah, yeah. Right? They're not as like in your face about it. You got to you got to work a little bit. So like when I marketed a cat once, his name was Adam. I think it was for Tabby's place in New Jersey, and. Um, I just put it in there. I said, this is Adam. He's playful, loving, wonderful, incontinent, happy, wants to be home with you. You said what? What? Yeah. Incontinent? He slipped that pee pee problem in there. I told you what you needed to know, but I just didn't (laughs) want to tell you. Well, by the way, he pees on everything. You'll figure it out. You know, you just got to be, you got to work with their personalities and you got to make people be like, oh, I guess I could live with that. Yeah. Yeah. He's all these other things. So um, how do people find out more out about the treehouse? So Treehouse Humane Society, you can reach us at treehouseanimal.org. Um, we're in Chicago, and our website should have all the information you need on us. We right now are doing FELV adoption programs, which we are very proud of. Good. Um, we have a cat cafe that recently opened, oh, and the I FELV cats yeah. are in there right now. Nice. We're, we're now starting cat yoga, which I'm excited really? about. Yeah, cat yoga classes twice a week. Um, and we really focus on community cats and TNR, um, and we also have an adoption program. So it's a really, really nice place. If anybody's in Chicago, you guys are totally welcome love, to come I'm, take a I tour. Love that area. Well, Casey wants to give you a cat joke. Oh, I'm ready. Casey says, how come cats don't play poker in the jungle? I'm afraid I don't know, Casey. Casey? Translation, there's too many cheetahs. Oh. Hey, we've enjoyed speaking to Alana Graylack. She's with Treehouse, and she brings up the game for people doing such a great thing in rescue and shelter by laughing a little bit. Humor is the best medicine. All right. Thanks for being a guest on our show. 
time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here to unleash some great health advice. It's time to be down in the mouth for the benefit of your dog and cat. Unleashing good oral care is one of the best ways to show love for your pet. Do you find brushing your pet's teeth challenging? Here is a terrific solution. Treat your dog to Oratine Brushless Oral Care. Oratine makes caring for your pet's oral health super easy. The difference is the enzymes. The advanced enzyme technology in Oratine works to freshen the breath. It eliminates bacteria, fungus, and yeast. Yuck. They also reduce plaque biofilm from accumulating on the teeth. And guess what? None of these products require actual brushing. Woohoo! You can choose from these three products. One, a water additive that gives your pet the benefits of oral care with every lap of water. Two, a breath freshening spray with a gentle mister. Or three, a brushless toothpaste gel you can apply with your finger. If your pet tolerates brushing, hey, you can always brush too. To learn more, visit Zymox.com, Z-Y-M-O-X.com, and look under the oral care product line. Do it today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, everybody. This is Jackson Galaxy from Animal Planets, my cat from hell. And I'm here with Arden Moore on the wonderful Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. Don't miss it. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Um, we're wrapping up our fun time here at the Academy Conference in Dulles, Virginia. I've never seen this before, so that's why our last guest is a special one. It's Katie Brumstead. She has a very, very special talent. She reads cat tarot cards. And I'm laughing because my um, microphone is full of cat hair. Thanks, Casey. But rather than have her read the tarot cards for myself, we brought in pet safety cat Casey, our orange tabby, and she just read Casey's cards. So first of all, uh, Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. So this is kind of crazy, right? So all the people here have wanted you to read cards for themselves, right? Yes. So tell us a special challenge with the feline. It's definitely a different perspective because cats are already uh, pretty with it, pretty in tune. So. Yeah, so he might have been one of your more enlightened uh, uh, clients, I guess? Yes, definitely. So tell us, what is cat tarot cards? How is that different than other tarot cards? Well, this deck was designed by Megan Lincott. They're absolutely beautifully drawn, and they have so much detail, but they're written from the cat's perspective, and so it gives you that intuitive, oh. enlightened aspects uh, of the cards so so you had casey's you you tell us what you did well i shuffled the deck for casey since he couldn't do that part but no thumbs (laughs) i uh so i cut the deck three times and had him pick which would be the top deck and he did it with his yeah he bopped it with his nose and gave me a little purr and so i knew that was the deck that he wanted to use so we drew out the five cards for so Casey has no problem with you sharing his personal reading. You dealt out five cards, and you want to just name what they're called? Well, we got the uh, Ten of Cups. We got the let's see, that's the Nine of Cups in reverse. We have the Page of Pentacles in reverse. 
the fool in reverse, and then the uh, ten of swords. And overall, I would say that the reading said that he's been through a lot. There's been a lot of changes in his life, and he is persevering and keeping up with everything, and he's got to concentrate on some self-care. Okay, so that means when we get home tomorrow from our trip, this is your 13th state you've traveled to to speak. Guess what, Casey? You get to have a little vacay, right? Yep. So, you know, cats take about 17 naps a day, right? Well, he might need to add a few more for a little bit. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Katie. What town are you from? Um, I'm actually local here. I uh, live in Haymarket, Virginia, which is about 20 minutes away. And uh, I've been doing tarot reading since I was 13. Really? So how did you pick up that skill? I mean. Um, my grandmother taught me. Really? Yeah. So when you're doing this, are you a little nervous sometimes because you don't know what the cards will say and you don't know what people are going to respond? Yeah. Don't shoot the tarot card reader, right? Yes. Uh, every every reading is a little bit different, and there's always a message in there, and it sometimes there's a message for me as well. Really? Okay. And what are some lessons maybe that your cats have taught you to be you a better human? Take naps and cuddle. Oh, that's awesome. That's all. So how do so tell us what you your gift is. I know it's a very nominal fee. So you've been a pretty popular activity at this conference, right? I mean, I heard about it and I'm like, oh, I got to find Katie. But can you give us an idea of how popular this has been at the conference? Um, I've done 12 readings so far this conference, and I'm actually booked with more readings this evening. So I'll probably do close to 15 by the time we're done. Wow. The short readings, you know, only take a few minutes, but the the longer spreads, I try to give give yeah. a little bit more time. So, and is there a lesson that your grandma taught you when you're reading tarot cards that you keep in mind? Keep an open mind. Oh, okay, that's good. Anything about how to reach you social media wise or anything? Mainly through Facebook. I volunteer with local rescue groups in the area and do this as a fundraiser for at their events. All right, we're speaking to Katie Brumstead. And she just gave a good reading on on Casey right now. And uh, we want to tell you right now, we've had a great time here at the CAT Conference. Uh, Julia Gross, take a big pause and applause for organizing this. And we also want to thank my producer, Mark Winter. He is the wizard of pause. He makes everything happen. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, with Pet Safety Cat Casey, giving two words to all you two three, and four-leggers out there, oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.